Hello there, we are your hosts Vivek and Pavitra from the Agile Coach Podcast. In this podcast, we bring fresh perspective to you through our interviews with thought leaders in Agile Coaching, Facilitation, Business Analysis, and Product Management roles. Enjoy! Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode. Uh, in this next few episodes series, I am actually going to talk about some of the anti-patterns in the different roles in a scrum team. Today, we're going to start with anti-patterns when it comes to a product owner role. This might also be a multiple part series because I do have a lot to cover and I necessarily don't necessarily want to do everything in one episode. I might break this into multiple parts. From there, I do want to cover a few um, different anti-patterns of a scrum master as well, maybe in upcoming episodes and also developers' um, anti-patterns as well. Um, what is an anti-pattern really? Um, anti-pattern is just really ineffective um, or even sometimes counterproductive um, respond to some of the reoccurring problems on some of these roles. And being an agile role or agile practitioner, whether you are a product owner, scrum master, developer, I believe we're all agile practitioner and really preventing some of these ineffective practices um, requires each one of the roles to really understand their role within a scrum team. And therefore, it's equally important to understand some of the common anti-patterns um, each of us face in the role and how to effectively come up with solutions to avoid them. So like I mentioned, today's episode is all about product owners and type patterns. So let's kind of talk about what is a product owner role. If you're maybe a new product owner or somebody in an agile team trying to understand a product owner role, in a nutshell, the product owner's primary goal is to maximize product value through really collaborating with the customers, developers, um, and the stakeholders. And the main responsibilities of a product owner are to own and communicate the product vision and goal, make difficult business prioritization decision every day, uh, ensure that there is a clarity um, clarity of desire outcomes for the development team and the stakeholders. Other responsibility is to gather business requirements and really manage the product backlog, write features, write user stories uh, in that product backlog or anything that requires from their perspective on when and how to complete the product. And other is really participating and leading um, sprint planning sessions, backlog refinement, and sprint reviews as a peer member or a team member of the Scrum team and really be available for any questions the team might have as well. So... I mean, when I talk about some of these anti-patterns, this could be for you as a new product owner. Um, maybe you're just still learning the role. Maybe this also applies for a scrum master who is coaching the product owner a little bit. 
Um, and I know mean I'm saying that these product owners are bad or they don't know what they are doing, but paying attention to these things will just make you a pro- better product owner. And those of you, um, again, that are scrum masters or serving, that are serving product owners or coaching product owners, you can really pay attention to some of these anti-patterns um, to facilitate some conversation with them to help them grow into the role as well. So with that, now that we have a little bit of a context and background, uh, let's jump into some of the anti-patterns. Like I mentioned earlier, this is going to be probably uh, multiple parts. Um, I probably will talk about, and these are not like top 10 or top five. I'm not putting these in any orders. These are just things that I've seen in the organizations that I've worked in and um, just from my own experience, really. So the first one I want to talk about is multiple product owners for one product or really multiple decision makers for one product. I've seen this in many organizations, honestly. Um, Maybe the company is transitioning from a traditional product management or there is an existing product manager who all the stakeholders were used to and the leadership necessarily hasn't necessarily given the autonomy to the product owner to work with all the stakeholders yet. So when multiple people are making decision for priority or there's conflicting vision being communicated to the team, it does create a lot of confusion and conflicts. The simple solution here is to empower one one person per product who can be decisive in prioritizing and working collaboratively with the Scrum team, customers, and stakeholders. Uh, It is a full-time job for one product and leadership needs to communicate to the stakeholder that the product owner is going forward, is going forward to um, stakeholders to understand what they need to, um, who they need to work with. So really communicating to the stakeholder on who the decision maker is when it comes to uh, priority and vision is what needs to be communicated from the leadership. The second one um, that I've I've had to deal, deal with a lot is interference with the daily work um, for the with the developers or always like needing status on the work that the team is doing um, this mainly happens because of two significant reasons the first is the product owner is maybe in his or her um, past role was um, a typical project manager where he she um, were chasing people to get a job done and they haven't quite figured out what the product owner role is. The second reason I've seen is the fact the Scrum Master is not active. And I've had a lot of my friends actually complain about this also. Oh, I don't know what the Scrum Master does. Um, I've had to do, and, and these are my product owners and product manager friends, and 
you know, they're always like, oh, I don't really know what my product uh, or scrum master does. I have to do all the work. And so um, when this happens, so when the scrum master doesn't really understand their roles and responsibility and the product owner a lot of times steps into to do a lot of the activities of a scrum master. And if they take the role too seriously um, and don't necessarily understand um, that a scrum master is not necessarily a project manager or a manager for the developers, they um, this can backfire and they might end up being more controlling and interfering more than helping the team because, again, they're stepping into this role without really understanding the scrum master role. Um, I've had product owners even write uh, on the acceptance criteria on themselves where the developers um, need to go make changes. And this could be because the product owner maybe was a developer on the past, again, not knowing how to step away from your role. And maybe I've had product owners also literally come to me and they said, I don't trust the team on like knowing what they need to do and so I am having to be either too detailed or um, literally put on the acceptance criteria and where the developer needs to go make change so this is obviously a huge red flag right Um, because in agile teams we are going away from that and um, we want to allow in create teams where they can make decisions themselves. We want them to feel empowered and they need to know that they're trusted. And it's definitely not easy and requires a lot of just reinforcement and creating that space for them to get where, um, get there. And it's all about the communication um, and talking to the teams on what's actually happening right now and what do we want to create as a team. So, Whatever the reason might be here for the organization, the solution here is um, to hire a scrum master with a right mindset, somebody who understands the roles and is strong enough to coach the product owner, but also step into their own responsibility. And the Scrum Master needs to communicate and coach the product owner on the importance of giving the developers autonomy to do the work and foster that collaboration and really help them understand like, hey, if we are telling the developers what to do and how to do their job or consistent, consistently asking for um, statuses when we are working on a time box, two-week time box event or three-week time box event, you know, we want to create that environment where we can trust uh, the developers that they're going to deliver what they've committed to that in that time box. And so if a product owner is consistently nagging and asking for an update, um, then, um, you know, the team is going to feel like they're not trusted or there's, it's, it's definitely going to create that fear, right? Every time, if I'm a developer and my, all my product owner really cares about is just like knowing a status of what, um, what the where is it at for the each of the user story? Then every time I see them or I hear from them, I I'm automatically in fear that they want to know the status, right? So, um, you know, if a product owner just comes to the daily standups, they most of the time know where the teams are at with the committed items. So, um, just coming to that and listening in and not really even in a daily standup asking, hey, where you know when will this get done? Um, it's, it's what you want to practice the the better practice for you as a product owner, just kind of coming in and listening in the daily standup and not necessarily nagging the team, team members. If they have questions, trust that they will come to you. You can allow that environment 
designers that space where they can come to you for questions on any clarification when it comes to the um, acceptance criteria. But, um, you know, trust trust them that they know what they're doing um, collaboratively as they get together, um, because that's how we're going to create this self-organizing and, and, and teams that are functioning um, by themselves. Um, the next one that I want to talk about is um, product owner assigning user stories to developers. Um, I've also seen this happen quite a bit um, with the product owners that I've worked with or just like some organizations that I've worked with. And um, this, I mean, why does it really happen? Um, I think it's a trust. Um, product owner really, maybe they do know the strength and weaknesses of each of the developers. Maybe they've been with them for some time. Maybe they're coming from that project manager role where they're used to assigning things. And now they were in a company told to become a product owner and they don't, um, they haven't necessarily stepped away from that um, role of a project manager. And so really assigning user stories to developers, what that creates, again, it creates that those specialized team members, right? If we're trying to create self-organizing cross-functional team, it defeats the purpose if we're assigning work to developers. Um, the developers should have that autonomy to um, figure out who wants to work on what. Um, and as a Scrum Master, I encourage you to, if you just like kind of like absorb, um, it's the... Um, developer always kind of going for the same user stories that they often work at or are they challenging themselves to um, work on a various user story and this might be an anti-pattern for the development team when we get to that I'll maybe talk about this a little bit more um, but product owner should not be assigning user stories to developers. They should not be um, sizing all, all, also the user stories, right? I've also seen product owners sizing before they even come or estimating before they even come to maybe a backlog refinement where there's a point um, already uh, already assigned to each of the user stories. And honestly, I mean, product owners should not be assigning or sizing any of the user stories because it's the developers who are doing the actual work, who are in the trenches, who are in the code, not product owners, right? And so you just want to, again, give that autonomy to the developers on sizing and also picking out what they want to really work with. Um, your role as a product owner, you want to make sure that the, uh, the backlog is prioritized into what you probably would want the development team to tackle first and just have that in a in a order from highest to lowest. Um, that will be the bigger solution here. Um, the next um, anti-pattern that I've seen sometimes in product owners is just product backlog not being ready. And in um, this mainly maybe happens in the beginning phase of just going away from the traditional product management to iterative product, um, you know, development and just an agile scrum space. Um, I've had product owner or I've had product owners um, just kind of be very stretched thin and just kind of maybe they were in multiple um, products and they were very stretched thin or they just didn't really know how to manage their own expectations around 
what their involvement is on different things. How often do they meet with their clients, users, stakeholders to how much they actually need to be available to the team. And so um, in this, as a product owner, the way to solve this for you is you want to always be thinking ahead. If the development team is working on certain user stories for the whatever time box that your company may have, if it's two weeks, three weeks, in those two weeks, while the team is, you know, creating that product art- artifact, you want to be thinking about the next um, sprint or iteration. So what would the team need to do in next two weeks? And so having a product backlog ready when the Scrum Master maybe has a backlog refinement meeting schedule, even if it's few, the teams for them to review, the teams are just going to have so much better ideas and create shared understanding because they're going to be seeing what's coming up multiple times before they even commit to some of this work. And so as a scrum master, your service here is maybe if you have a product owner that's consistently not getting their product backlog ready before a backlog refinement session, you probably want to meet with them before a day before, two days before and say, hey, would you like to just kind of get together? Maybe even like craft or create that time in their calendar, block it off and say, hey, would you like to just kind of get together for us to um, get um, a list of prioritized user stories ready for the backlog refinement? Um, So being very active as a um, scrum master uh, on this is what's going to help build that pattern or that habit for the product owner to get a backlog ready before some of the backlog refinement or pre-planning sessions. Um, This kind of goes maybe along with this um, uh, anti-pattern as well. Another one is just not being available for the team. So I've also, you know, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes a product owner is, um, you know, too busy for the team or he or she has too many um, teams um, and uh, there are product owners are completely overloaded with um, with the work. Um, I think the, the thing as a product owner, if you're a product owner, what you need to fight for is you need to talk to your leaders and say that product owner should not have more than two teams. Um, of course, I mean, that's a general rule, but it might be possible to have more, but it's going to be really difficult for the product owner to support the team, right? Because product owner's responsibility, like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, like it's a lot. Um, and especially also if the product owner um, doesn't have help, like if there's no product manager in the organization and uh, as a product owner, if you have to collaborate too much also think about thinking about strategy and you have to talk to you um, customers users stakeholders and you're just running from one meeting to another meeting and really not even knowing how to say no to some other meetings right because people will send you all sorts of meetings <laughs> at work and so as a product owner you also need to know uh, which which meetings are important for you that you need to attend which meetings are not and so really being able to say no or even the person that send you a meeting and by saying hey you know can you walk me through generally what's going to be covered in this meeting i'm just trying to figure out if i need to show up here or not because you know it's it's a very real thing like most of us spend so much time in meetings so 
really learning how to create boundaries around that will be super important for product owners if you are if you do have more than you know two teams or one team um, other things that I have seen organizations do um, that as a product owner if you do have multiple teams um, you can ask the leaders is maybe having like a, a business analyst on the team somebody who can take some of the workload for you and they can write user stories. They can maybe even go meet the stakeholders on your behalf, gather more things. Um, of course, the final say and what's on the acceptance criteria or what's in the backlog, that should always come from you as a product owner. But having that help uh, from a business analyst can go a long way, especially if your organization doesn't have a product manager um, who uh, is more on the strategy side and you also have to show up on the strategy side as a product owner role. Uh, maybe you are playing that little product owner and project uh, product manager role um, in in twofold. So having a business analyst is um, huge help on that as well. Um, let's um, one last thing I'll talk about, I guess, in this part, and maybe we'll do another part in the future. Um, multiple product owners um, adding to the product backlog or. Uh, I've seen product owner being underpowered and really not having the power to decide on the product backlog items. Um, this can be a, a big issue. Um, in my experience, the situation is quite difficult to resolve because most of this problem comes from managers above the product owners. So um, maybe even multiple stakeholders are just adding a bunch of things in the product backlog or leaders are coming and adding things in the product backlog, but then they're not giving that autonomy or the power for the product owner to decide. And they're almost deciding for them. And the product owner is not able to say things because it's maybe coming from their managers or director or CTO level, right? Um, in this case, the uh, Scrum Master as a Scrum Master, you really do need to step up or have the Agile coach um, talk to, they're really responsible for talking with the, with the management, management or anyone who is really behaving in this way and explaining how this behavior has an impact on the product goal overall and even the transition to being agile and creating self-organizing teams because, again, it can create a lot of confusion to the team um, because they, again, don't know who they should um, go to for that vision and that goal on what they're creating. And um, I've really seen if a, if an agile coach or a scrum master is able to really explain to the you know, senior management what's, um, what's happening, um, it really does help um, with the behavior. Again, just because somebody is in a leadership role and management role um, doesn't mean they have the right mindset, right? Like they're also going through the transition. They're also changing their behavior. And so if they are not um, educated on how this behavior is impacting overall team and overall product goal, um, they might think it's okay to do so. So um, those are um, few anti-patterns for today's episode. Um, I um, hope these are super helpful for you. And uh, in the future episodes, I am definitely going to talk more um, on the anti-patterns of product owner. But um, thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. 
All right, that's a wrap with this episode. Thank you for listening till the end. We hope these podcasts are providing value on your Agile journey. If you haven't visited our website, theagilecoach.com, we highly suggest you for other courses and supporting material on your journey. You can also get access to our self-paced courses or learn more about the life training that we provide to become a Scrum Master, Product Owner, Product Manager. With that, we will see you on the next episode. Love and best wishes from the Agile Coach.